Views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you. I want to welcome you to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I want to thank all of you, first of all, for tuning us in, turning us on as we approach our 10th year uh, doing what what has now become known as Positive Talk Radio. I like to think of it as the new mainstream in talk radio, powerful talk radio. Radio where you can find out about how to take action in your life. I want to just tell you about tonight's show, and, and the, the best way for me to do this before I introduce my guest is, is to say every once in a while, life happens, and you find yourself in a very, very tough place, or sometimes you find yourself in a place where you have a friend that's in a very, very tough place. That's where I found myself last year. And for me, I'm not going to go into the details about my friend or what she experienced, but I will tell you, for the first time in my life, I heard the term uh, narcissistic abuse, and, and I also heard the term narcissistic personality disorder. Now, you would think somebody like me with a PhD in psychology would know a lot about this topic. I want to tell you, I am an amateur when it comes to this topic compared to my guest tonight. And I'm not, I'm telling you right out, out of the gate, what I learned from this woman and the work that she has done and her website literally saved the life of my friend. Now, why is this such an important show? Well, I'm not going to tell you all about that. I'm going to let Melanie tell you about that. But this is an important show for those of you out there that are in relationships, whether it's a family relationship with a parent or a love relationship, and you find yourself second-guessing yourself. You find yourself in relationship that is so controlling, you just don't understand you know, how you got here. If you find yourself in a place in your life where you're never feeling that you're enough and you can't really figure out why, then perhaps some of the things you're going to hear tonight is going to help you. Joining me here tonight is someone that I came across, found on the Internet, um, when I was looking for help for my friend. And I found her website when I, I started to look at narcissistic behavior. And I didn't even understand 
that there was such a thing as narcissistic abuse. Tonight, Melanie Tanya Evans is joining me here today. You're going to find out from her what this relationship is all about that you get into, how you can learn about the narcissistic abuse recovery from a narcissistic abuse recovery expert, not somebody that necessarily is going to quote you from a textbook, but this author, this radio host, this person is is someone that knows about this firsthand. And there isn't anything that I'm going to be able to say tonight that's going to bring the reality of what it's like to be in a relationship with a narcissist or or even be in a family like this. Tonight's show is to help all of you understand that help is on the way. And help is on the way from someone that has dedicated her life, um, has dedicated her radio show, her books, her articles, her readings to help heal and assist thousands of people worldwide. Hopefully today's show will tell you why folks are looking and could absolutely heal from this level of abuse. It's insidious. It, it is something that's not talked about very much. And as a matter of fact, psychology today, several months ago, thought of declassifying narcissistic personality disorder because they felt that the world are, is full of narcissists. Tonight's show is for all the people that have suffered, that have not known what to do. And one of the best terms I learned in the past year is no contact. Melanie, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Hello, Dr. Pat. It is so lovely to be here. And um, just a little disclaimer, I've actually yep. had next door, people have started actually doing some work there with some blowers and stuff. So if you can hear it, I apologize and we'll uh, persist and hopefully that'll stop soon. Uh, I, I think that we're going to get past the blowers. I think actually right. the, the blowers in the background for me, they actually make a good soundbite backdrop for today's uh, conversation. <laughs> Terrific. Uh, Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I want to make sure that, um, you know, we're, our levels are being checked. I want to make sure the quality of what you and I are talking about here tonight gets, comes through loud and clear. Right, great. Let's, let's start with the simple question. There's a question I ask everyone pretty much, Melanie, and I, and I have to say, I think you heard me thank you, and I'm going to thank you now. I don't know where I would be. I do not know where my friend would be. Had I not come across your website had I not read your book, your articles, and had I not clearly made a commitment to understand the dynamic. So thank you very much. Thank you. But here's the question. Given all that you've done and all that you are, what are some of the greatest challenges that you've had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Dr. Pat, they've been enormous. I uh, personally went through a narcissistic abuse experience Back in 2001, that started, and that was when I um, entered a deeply committed relationship, which I thought was for the rest of my life and thought was the love of my life. And I had no idea about narcissism at that point. I was like the general community, more or less. And uh, I got involved in this relationship that was incredibly high-level narcissistic, so the recovery for that for me was a life and death situation. Now, at that time, I didn't understand the deeper healing tools. All I really had was a contemporary look at it. I'd very much been uh, spiritual and metaphysical. 
And really, it was an incredible breakdown, breakthrough experience for myself. But I also, too, later down the track, uh, got involved in another narcissistic relationship, even after an enormous amount of healing. And that took it to a whole nother level again. And I think I never would have planned out my life like this consciously, definitely not. I had no idea my life was going to end up being this sort of mission. I didn't even know what a narcissist was. But I've really acknowledged and very, very much accepted that my own healing and recovery and I was a prolific codependent and had been my whole life really not my own source of self-love and self-acceptance and self-energy, trying to get that from the outside, very addictive prone, um, very broken very broken and believing believing it was really my level of normal I really had no idea I was actually so broken in my life until these experiences showed up in my life to really bring these unhealed wounds to the surface so look the the short answer to that Dr. Pat is I've had to overcome Mm. an enormous amount personally I've actually spent hours and hours of of doing shift work on myself and deep inner work on my subconscious that it's been gut-wrenching. I've had to cry and wail out the pain of deep unconscious programs and, and reprogram and literally rewire my brain into being a different human being. I, I, I'm so glad we're talking about this and you're sharing this because I want I want our listeners to understand that when when they go to your your website and we're going to make sure we give it out a lot of times during the show, what they're going to find is, is just a huge amount of resources, and it's through the resources and reading the resources and then being able to help my friend uh, by sharing the resources that I think both of us got to discover the absolutely critical understanding of abuse and the damage that could be done. And I want to talk about that for a minute so that folks understand that, you know, throwing the word narcissist around, as I, as I mentioned earlier, as psychology today did, is a real injustice. And I, I want to talk about for a minute what happens to folks when they end up in a narcissistically abusive relationship, whether that's a parent or a, a husband or a wife or a partner. And, and I would like to talk about this for a minute because if you and I would have done this show uh, a year ago, I don't know that I would have quite believed mm. the level of damage. And I think, I think yeah. in order for us to talk about recovery, we have to really talk about what's at risk, if you don't mind. Absolutely. And Dr. Pat, it is so true, unless you've deeply researched it on behalf of somebody you care about or you've been through it, you could not even begin to understand what it is. Not at all, right. No, no. And I'd always been a woman that had looked at other women and and even men that had been in abusive relationships and I'd always thought, just leave that person. Why are you putting up with that? (laughs) It wasn't until I got hooked in and actually experienced narcissistic abuse, first time and the second time, that I could totally fathom what goes on. Well, first of all, there's an enormous emotional peptide addiction that actually happens to a narcissist. Now, what happens in a narcissistic relationship is that we have to have some sort of aspects of codependency of ourselves. So we're actually 
searching for some validation and approval and love from outside of ourselves. It's a very, very energetic connection that actually happens. Narcissists are a false self. They're a fake self. So the, the name of their game is to receive narcissistic supply. And they've actually got within them a true self that's been submerged. And it's from childhood wounds. And what has happened is that they've actually submerged a true self. It's too painful. It's too self-annihilating. It's too self-critical. And they've created an ego, a false self in its place. Now, this ego is actually the buffer for the internal wounds that the narcissist has suffered that they've never dealt with, that they've disowned that they've actually um, separated themselves from. So this false self is magical thinking. It's omnipotent. It's I'm perfect. I have no flaws. I'm wonderful. I'm this. I'm that. Now, a lot of people think that narcissists are actually uh, self-grandiosed versions of, you know, they're arrogant. They're up themselves. They've got right. too much self-confidence. And it's actually the exact opposite. Narcissists are actually highly insecure. They're very, uh, they have extremely low self-worth, self-love, self-acceptance. Now, for a narcissist to be alone and be alone with that self-internalizing, um, internally critical, it's worse than a critical parent. It's actually self-annihilating. The internal dialogue of as a narcissist is like, you're no good, you're, you're worthless, you're defective, nobody cares about you, you you're just awful. So a narcissist has intense self-hatred. Now, what they need to do is to get energy from outside of themselves, which is significance, acclaim, praise, all sorts of things to actually offset, offset that self-annihilating voice. So narcissists, when they come into your life, appear to be everything you would want them to be. They yes. appear and they're very, very good at it. They've been doing it from a very, very young age. They know how to model and position themselves in order to get narcissistic supply, which is approval or attention. So when, if you are codependent, you can be very, very susceptible because this person walks into your life, is an expert at reading body language, is an expert at summing up who you are on an internal level and knows how to get in very, very quickly into your deepest inner being to know what you like, what you don't like. So when people meet narcissists, they absolutely have the experience of this is my song. This is a person I've been waiting for all my life. This is the person that, and really the unconscious stuff that's going on is, oh my God, thank God, this is the person that's finally going to take my pain away and my life's going to be perfect. So what happens is that this person obviously falls in love. They fall in love. So the victim of a narcissist says, oh my goodness, this is it. This is fantastic. My life is now sorted. So there's this an intense bonding that happens. Now, narcissists are very, very good at dismantling your, um, your methods of being independent, your methods of getting energy. Now, with a codependent, they may not be very strong and structured anyway. So the narcissist positions that him or herself as being the center of your universe as being your world, as but you that you become incredibly emotionally, spiritually, physically, mentally, sexually, financially dependent on the narcissist. So the narcissist starts becoming your source of everything. Wow. Now, yeah, and it's and they do it in a very very it's called love bombing. 
you know, love bombing is a very, very common tactic of the narcissist. And also, too, because a narcissist is actually a no-self, a narcissist has to act or position themselves how everybody else would like to see them in order to get narcissistic supply to make them feel alive. So they're, they're very, um, they're like plasticine. You know, they can appear to be exactly your dreams, right. hobbies, your interests, everything right. like that. So right. this intense yeah, happens. Well, yeah, well, so this is what I love about this conversation because somebody made a comment to me the other day, and let's talk. I, I want to really go right at this with you. You know, they said to me, "Oh, yeah, so you mean somebody like Donald Trump?" I said, "No, I don't think so." And they said, "Well, why do you say that?" I said, "Well, you know, he's absolutely arrogant. There's no question about it. Uh, he, he's absolutely confident." I said, "But I'm not quite sure that you could put him in that category." Uh, and I don't know enough about Donald Trump, but I want to make agree. a distinction, right? Right? I agree. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we think that you have to show up and like a Donald Trump. And honestly, I don't even want to talk about Donald Trump because, you know, he's done a lot of amazing things in the world. He may not be for everybody, but that's who people point to. If you could see a narcissist coming, yeah, yeah wouldn't say yes to him or her, right? No. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Someone, um, you know, in, in reading a lot of the material and uh, actually reading all of your material pretty much that I could get my hands on, one of the things I was really struck by, and it was, it was a conversation about, well, wait a minute. You know, these folks are, can be sociopathic, and that's a term we do know. Yes. And, and, and borderline some also crazy abusive dangerous behavior absolutely and but they don't show like that they show exactly like you described mm, so i want to show is high functioning absolutely high, oh high functioning you're yeah. the love of my life you're the yes. dream you're going to make everything come true yes. and you don't even realize that you're in a situation where your life doesn't feel like you have control of anything yes. so i would love for you to talk a little bit about this because it does relate to codependency mm, mm. Yeah, look, definitely. And they are high functioning. It's not just a needy person coming into your life. You know, a needy person who is not a fantastic consummated actor <laughs> is going to be needy and repel you. But narcissists are experts because they've been working out how to get narcissistic supply from a very, very young age. So they're incredibly believable. But, but yeah, you know, like it really is somebody like Donald Trump or somebody, you know, who may be powerful and high-powered. The real question is, are they real? Are they a real person? You know, because a narcissist isn't. A narcissist, very sadly, is a phony, is a fake. Their inner mm -hmm. world does not match the outer world that they're showing. But, mm -hmm. uh, but ultimately what happens is, it, I mean, it would be okay even if the mirage kept going. You know, this gorgeous, incredible, giving person that cannot do enough for you is the narcissistic model that shows up. But then what happens is the cracks start appearing. And they actually appear very early. There are warning signs. Everybody relates to this there are warning signs but then the codependent part of you goes to well i want to believe the mirage oh that'll be okay you know everybody has their off moments there'll be all sorts of we call it cognitive dissonance which means making excuses for dismissing your intuition because it's your own ego 
wants an outcome that your intuition is actually telling you and then ends up screaming at you in fully blown technicolor, you know, what you want this person and this relationship to be is not the reality you are living. And the reality that you do start living with a narcissist is absolutely akin to being in a war zone. Mm. It is unbelievable how bad it is. Well, I want to just really get really clear about a couple of things here as well, because this is such an important conversation. But before we go ahead, you know, Melanie, one of the things I would love for you to do is take a moment. I'd love for you to tell people the best websites to go to uh, and, and also, uh, you know, how they can get more information. I mean, you've got a 30-day challenge. There's so much that you have here that you're yeah. doing with people. Would you please give out some information? I want to make sure we do this a couple times during the show. Sure, sure. Well, look, I am a little bit biased because I do come from that spiritual, deep inner healing, huge personal responsibility and empowerment level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love my stuff because <laughs> because it actually really, really does work. And there's a lot of stuff out there that unfortunately, in regards to narcissistic abuse, is very much based on we are victims, this was a bad deal, let's focus on the narcissist, let's try and heal that way, which is a terrible, terrible model because it doesn't work. And a lot of people find their way to me because they've tried that model. In as far as getting some really good um, inside scoop material on how a narcissist thinks and behaves and acts, I really can't uh, recommend Zam Backnan's stuff which is Sam and V-A-K-N-I-N because his stuff, he's a self-proclaimed narcissist, which people can find off putting. And I, look, I personally aren't friends with him or I don't do work with him or any co-ops with him, but his information for anybody that's lived in a narcissistic relationship, when you read his information, his book, um, Malignant Self-Love, is the most powerful read I've ever had about the inside workings of a narcissist. And I, I believe it is spot on. And yeah. every time, yeah, every time I've released any of it or, or really modeled my articles on what I've learned through that book, everyone in my community just goes bang, bang, bang. Oh my God, that's my life. Oh my God, that's life. So the feedback has been so powerfully affirmative to his information. And I think it's a really good read because it's also a very good read for people that uh, it's really, really common for people that because you're in a peptide addiction, you're addicted to a narcissist like heroin. It's unbelievable. So you're going to try and find every excuse that you can. Your mind, your brain wiring does that to try and say, I can fix this person, I can hang in there, I can make it work. When you actually read Sam's information, you go, oh, no, I can't. Oh, no, I can't. There, you know, I, I have to let this go, which I think you know, is, is an important step. Oh, thank you. But let's give out your website because I think for those folks out there that – and I have to just say I was desperate. I needed to get some help and understand this faster than you could shake a stick at it. And um, I want folks to to be able to take a look at what you're doing because you help people move beyond this. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. So please give your websites out for folks. Okay, sure. It's Melanie – Tonia Evans. So that's Melanie, M-E-L-A-N-I-E, Tonia, which is T-O-N-I-A, Evans, E-V-A-N-S, dot com. 
So all you have to do is put in that web address or Google my name and my website's there and everything you need is on that website. Beautiful. All right. I want to talk real quickly before we talk about, you know, what folks can do. I want to just give a, a, a brief range for a moment of what we're talking about because I use the term narcissistic abuse. And whenever you use the term abuse, you know, people are like, ah, oh, wait a minute, I didn't get beat up. But, mm-hmm. but in a sense, you really did. But I right. want to talk right. about this from two different uh, perspectives. One is, you know, there's a perspective of physical danger and being afraid for your life. That's, that's one mm-hmm. part of it, and we could talk about that. But then there's another part of it that has to do with a psychological breaking down. Of yes. an individual. And I, and I also want to talk about that because the breaking down of, you know, one's image of, 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 of who one is, you know, can often lead to, as we know in this society, what has been referred to as a nervous breakdown or a psychotic break. Yes. And then you wonder, how did this happen? And mm-hmm. I want to talk about this because... Mm-hmm. You know, being in a relationship as the way that you described and the way these books describe it mm-hmm. really can drive people to the brink. Totally. And even totally. further. Can you talk to that for a minute? Absolutely. It's an enormous psychological, emotional breakdown that happens with a narcissistic person because what happens is you begin to get stripped of self. And when you become stripped of self, it means that well, emotionally, you start getting into obsession. You get into what's known as um, compulsive, um, repetitive disorders because you don't know one minute to the next what the narcissist is or isn't going to do. What's happened is is you've lost bit by bit you've been dismantled. Your own source of self, your own sense of self-esteem, self-belief, self-love, self-confidence is gone. All of your attention is then on the narcissist. It's, it's Stockholm Syndrome. And for anybody who wants to look that up, that will give you a really, really good idea what happens because the narcissist has become your God in inverted commas. Now, I don't believe that God or the universe is vengeful, but if you wanted to have a think about a vengeful God that is either going to give you well-being or is going to destroy you. And Everything that you have is focused on this person because they've become the center of your universe for good or for bad. Now, what yeah. happens with a narcissist is, is they are continuing, continuing to project their disowned parts onto you. So what happens with a narcissist is when the cracks appear and they're no longer the uh, glorified partner or person in your life and, and you actually start seeing the pathological behavior, the lies, the malicious behavior, etc., you're going to start trying to get accountability from this person person in order for you to be safe. Now, as soon as you're taking the narcissist's false self to task and you're not reflecting back this omnipotent perfect image that the narcissist needs to feel like in order to not self-annihilate, the narcissist will punish you for that. So the punishment becomes horrific. So you're going for accountability, sensibility. You're going for some sort of normality. You're trying to get the original person back that you thought was this glorious individual. And this person is annihilating you piece by piece, but you're hooked like a drug. So you're actually hanging on to this person, trying to get them to act like a normal, sensible person because all of your own emotional and mental structures are gone. You don't have them anymore. 
So it's like Stockholm Syndrome is very much about, and this is what people report, I went through this myself, your brain will actually, actually one of the um, the latest uh, Thriver story I had, which is ladies that are recovered and doing glorious lives, and she actually reported in one of her blog comments that there was a time when her ex-narcissist was going nuts and throwing things around the room at her, that her brain went into, you really do love me because you didn't aim them at me. Yeah, like, I believe that. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what I, happens. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it, it's nuts. It, yeah. And, and you've lived it, and you would have seen it in your friend. Like, you know, people start acting. They've got agoraphobia. They've got complicated and post-traumatic stress disorder. They've got all sorts of anxious disorders. You know, they can't function in life. They're in obsessive, repetitive cycles because the thing is true about narcissistic abuse, you're not dealing with humanity. You really aren't. You're not, when you're trying to assess a narcissist and you're looking at it through the eyes of humanity and morality and right and wrong, it doesn't add up. You cannot even fathom that a person can behave like this, but the narcissist has no empathy, no conscience, and is completely disconnected from reverence. He or she needs to get narcissistic supply like heroin. So that means for the narcissist, good or bad attention. So for example, you know, for a narcissist, if I can press you buttons and get you to react and hurt and you're you're nearly suicidal, that grants me significance. That makes me know I'm important and I'm alive. That's a great narcissistic supply to a narcissist. Oh, you know, what you're talking about is so important for people that are listening to the show because you're going to get some information whether this might be happening to you or this might be happening to a friend of yours. What I think that, Melanie, one of the things I wanted to make sure we, we did get across today is what are the signs that you could look for? Now, you've named a couple of them right there, and I want to get back to a couple of them. One is, you know, this idea of isolation, this idea yes. of all of a sudden you've cut yourself off from the world around you. The other thing I also want to get to is, um, you know, a conversation that is, that is about how uh, being in relationship with a narcissist can really pre- play on, you know, what people decide is their weak spot. So, for example, would it be uncommon for a narcissist to suggest going to therapy? No, with their partner? No, no. Actually, a narcissist can do that. And there are narcissists that will say, you know, I want to go to therapy with you. I want to sort this out. But the real defining thing about that is narcissists are not accountable. They cannot actually have a... They may in narcissistic injury, but it doesn't last and it is often feigned. So for... And this is how you know whether it's a narcissist or not. I've actually worked with men and women that have done abusive behavior coming off past childhood wounds that are not narcissists. And when they get it, they get it. It's like, oh my God, I lashed out. I hit. I did this. I'm sorry. These are my wounds. I know I've done this. I want to heal. Now, what a narcissist will do, it will project and deflect. So the narcissist will say, this is actually, but you do this or you've done that. And narcissists won't be fully accountable and responsible. Now, unfortunately, and that's the thing, this is the easiest way to know you're in a relationship with a narcissist, is having conversations with an angry five-year-old that you think you are going mental. Right, right. That and, is how and, you know it. 
I, I love this. And part of this, let's just talk about what that looks like and can show up in life. Because I think this is really tough. You know, I, for, for someone, and you refer to the term codependent. And I think we're, yes. you know, we should talk about that for a minute as well. I mean, a codependent, somebody that's codependent, your worst nightmare is to be in a relationship that feels really awful, you know, relationship with a narcissist, and then to watch the narcissist cry. Yes. And and so it, this can be so confusing for yes. people. And what you're pointing out is when all is said and done, these are the kinds of things I want you to really pay attention to. Yes. Crying it it may not be a real you know what i'm trying to say absolutely yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah absolutely and narcissists are very very good at laying on the waterworks misting up in their eyes being sentimental incredibly good at it but mm. it can all fly out the window in 20 seconds mm. or 2 hours or 2 weeks or Exactly. And the thing is, you know, for somebody to be accountable, a sorry is I take full responsibility. I'm not deflecting anything onto you. I am absolutely acknowledging what I've done. I'm actually acknowledging that there are reasons that I do this behavior that I need to look at and I need to heal. Because we're not talking garden variety behavior. We're talking massive pathological lies, malicious payback behavior, smear campaigns, all sorts of projecting, deflecting, lying, abusing, maiming. This is what narcissists do. So Mm. we're not talking about, hey, I slipped up and I accidentally threw something across the room and broke a vase. Right, right, right. Talking about bad behavior, and narcissists will not own it. What they'll do is project it. They'll say, "Well, you know, well, if you just learn how to communicate with me better, you're always angry, you're paranoid, you don't trust me. It's because of you. I'm like this. So even in, you know, even when the the waterworks go on or the tears go on, this is where if you Test and you will be feeling unsafe. Yeah. Okay, you you may have compassion and empathy and think, oh my god, finally we're there, finally, finally. But you know, if you start asking some questions, well, what does that really mean? What are you sorry for? Do you realize you have some serious issues? Do you realize you have childhood wounds that you've never dealt with? That's why you do this inhuman behavior. Now, if you were to say any of that to a narcissist, a narcissist is going to go through the roof. Yes, yes, yes. And let's talk about this for a minute because this is really part of um, the next level of this. And that yes. is how do you get some support? One of the most helpful things that, that um, I read in the material, and boy, you say it over and over again. And, and, I, and I think it's really important, uh, you know, in the show before the time, you know, slips away that you talk yeah. about it. I didn't understand until recently the importance of no contact. Oh, and, yeah. and I want to talk about this because no contact means no contact. And I think you lay it out. No emails, no text messages. Yes. If, if your narcissistic uh, if, uh, ex sends you a letter, don't open it. If yep. you get a text message, don't read it. If you yes. get a voice message, don't answer it. Even if somebody is dying in the family, right? That's right. That's exactly it. No checking up on Facebook. No looking at anything to do with them. Exactly. So let's talk about what no contact means and what mm-hmm. and why, honestly, I have to tell you, um, it's, I have watched how difficult that is to do 
Oh, and exactly. I've also watched what happens when you when you stop doing it and you re-engage. So mm-hmm. can you please talk about this? Because this was your own experience. And, totally. and I, I want you to talk about why no contact is important and what happens if you happen to slip or yes. whatever the language is and yes. you do have contact. What can you do? Mm, sure. Well, no contact is essential. I mean, if you're not doing no contact, it's like going back to a stove that's going to continue to burn you. Now, no contact is excruciating for people because you are giving up an addiction. You literally have a chemical cocktail that's running through your brain wiring, your brain and your body, which is an addiction to the narcissist. Now, none of that may seem logical, but I can assure you if you look up peptide addiction or read the stuff on my website, it'll make a lot of sense to you. So everything in your body is screaming to go back to the narcissist. You are literally going to need to go cold turkey to do no contact. Hence why the healing processes are so important because that's actually the danger point. When people go no contact, that's when they go back. That's when they can commit suicide. That's when they can do something really stupid. That's... It's a danger period. Now, if you're not doing no contact, now people with children may have to do modified contact, get third parties in, etc. But what happens is while you're trying to rebuild yourself, if you go back into contact with the narcissist, the narcissist knows where to hit you with laser-like intensity. And the name of the game for the narcissist is absolutely narcissistic supply. It's a reaction. Now, the narcissist has no boundaries and has no morality and has no conscience or empathy. So he or she is going to go for the lowest point to get a reaction in order to say, well, I'm still significant in your life. I can mm. still affect you. So you just can't do it. It's it's just – you. and what happens – you said what happens if you slip? Yeah. What happens if you slip? And I'm going to use this at a, at a really metaphysical level, and yeah. this is what I train people to do. When you slip, it's about going, pulling back again, going back into the pain of the reason why you slipped and going in to heal it because it's your unhealed wound, your codependency that is still trying to hook back to the narcissist to get something from the narcissist that you're not providing to yourself. So ultimately, it's an enormous healing opportunity, whereas when people grasp that and they say, well, I slipped, I feel like I'm right back in the quagmire of where I was six months ago or two months or two weeks. If I go and heal this part of myself now, I'm going to go up to another level of evolution past where I was before this and it was actually an amazing thing I I totally believe everything happens for a reason and that there is 100% a gift in every situation if we use it to evolve yeah I love what you're saying one of the things I want to also have you talk about is and you and and I wanted to say uh, you know everything that you write and also your blogs are just amazing you know the thing that that I learned is also that if you do let's just call it slip the thing that happens sometimes with all of us right is we start to beat ourselves up and, 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 I, and I'd like for you to talk about this because, mm. you know, we, we may find ourselves in the middle of, of that communication again, not have the same um, reaction, but just not feel good about ourselves anymore. You know, yeah. not be able to track, not want to be in our homes, you know, so forth and so on. So uh, talk about 
mm. how the healing might work. What would you say to somebody that's really struggled with this mm. um, so that they might be able to take some action and know that they're really okay? Yeah, well, this is what the whole healing journey is about. And this is what the whole dynamic of codependency and narcissism is about, is about lack of self-love and self-support. The narcissist has that horrifically, the codependent has that, and that's why they're a match. So for all of us, our journey out of narcissistic abuse is we need to learn to love and accept and unconditionally support ourselves. So, and that's what narcissistic abuse is all about, the recovery because if you don't and you don't learn how to, if you end up staying separated from yourself and beating yourself up and putting yourself down in, in, in everything and anything in life, well, then the only way to get out of your internal pain is to be self-avoiding, which means that you're going to have addictions. You're going to procure bad relationships. You're going to have all your focus on everybody and everything else instead of filling and being whole within yourself yourself so this is and it really is it's absolutely the people that are stuck in the and I was huge for this this was massive for me that are very logical and cognitive people that are very in their heads who don't haven't learned how to love and support their emotions unconditionally you know so to have that slip and feel that pain and to go into it and say to yourself you know Mary I love you so much I'm going to be here with your pain and we're going to get through this because I know you're amazing and we're going to heal this unhealed part and we're going to go up to another level and all this is so that I can learn to love and heal myself because that's what we have not been doing. That's what society hasn't been doing. That's why there are narcissists. That's why there are narcissists that create narcissists. That's why there are codependents that are trying to get love and approval from narcissists instead of loving and approving of themselves. I, I think uh, this is really uh, this is a beautiful conversation that also goes to one of the one of the the blogs that you did one of the articles that you wrote and that where you talk about what is codependence and let's just talk about this a little bit because mm. I, I think there is the extreme okay what do I want to say the extreme example of codependence sure. what would be extreme oh my gosh uh, mm. I, I, here I am I am absolutely committed to doing something for a year that I absolutely don't really want to do. Yeah. But I couldn't say no. But then there's the, the there's what people call the small things. I don't think they're small, but I'm just going to say it. And that is how many times do you say yes to something before you even figure out that you really don't want to do it? Totally. So would you please talk about the range of this so mm-hmm. folks can know how to begin to heal codependence. I'm not talking about, oh my gosh, this year-long thing that you committed to. But there are things every day that folks say yes to without even thinking why they're doing it. Totally, totally. And I actually just released an article on my blog, which is a codependency checkup. I, I, I know. I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that list, you know, if you go to my website and have a look at that list, that will really help you understand. And the thing is, codependency 
sadly, is normal human functioning. And that's because we haven't been educated to look inside and be solid on the inside or to honour ourselves. We have all been conditioned to hand our power over and look for approval on substance outside of ourselves. So codependency, when we're talking about really toxic or narcissistic relationships, it's very much about that person. And narcissists are incredibly like this, that who can't be on their own, who cannot do life as a single person. I have to have somebody, I'm nobody without a relationship. Oh my God, you, you know, they, they feel unworthy or defective or wrong if they don't have a relationship. That's really, that's relationship addiction. And codependents and narcissists both do that and, and often hook up in the middle. But you're right, it can be the most simple thing about risking somebody's disapproval, risking rejection, risking abandonment, some kind of people please. So the codependent catch cry, catch cry really is, well, if I give you enough and I go along with you and I don't rock the boat, you're going to love and protect me. That's really, and the narcissist, the, the biggest problem with the narcissist is, is you are my source of life and I can't live without you. Yeah. And, you know, this is really, you know, to the place of let's talk in the in these last uh, minutes we have. Let's talk about freedom. Yeah. Because uh, the thing that I was so struck by in reading the material and and it was really quite an honor to be able to take this journey with my friend. Um, uh, First of all, I didn't know that if I would be up uh, up to it because it wasn't pretty. But I want to be really clear, narcissistic abuse isn't pretty. No, it's not pretty. Um, Let's talk for a minute on where the healing begins and what can folks listening to the show tonight that are thinking about their lives and thinking, oh my gosh, she's talking about me. Yeah. Uh, what, what, What can we say to them for the moment uh, to give them a sign of hope in action? Okay, absolutely. And there will be people that listen to this show that you go, oh my God, that is my life. Or I know somebody that is, or maybe that's my life. Because narcissistic abuse, unfortunately, is epidemic. And I didn't realize that till that, till I got involved in it and went, oh my goodness, it is epidemic. Okay. Society produced that. So what you will feel like if you're in narcissistic abuse and you haven't been able to, you will feel like your life is over, you're devastated, there's no way out. You will feel like every dream and every belief you had about yourself, life and love is crashed and crushed to pieces. Now, I promise you, and this is what you need to understand, that this has happened for a reason. It's not the way you wanted your life to be, but this has happened for a reason and your soul has got a completely new agenda here that is not only for your highest good, it is actually for your greatest joy. And that is for you to come home to yourself because when you do, everything in your life is going to start being authentic and reflecting back to you through the eyes of other and the eyes of life who you become to yourself. So it's an incredible journey of evolution that your soul, which is the real part of you, actually wanted to take. Now, you may be feeling like from where you're at, you want to throw a book at me or something across the room. And I totally understand that. What you need to understand is if you keep hanging on and you keep trying to fight for this life that isn't real, because a narcissist isn't real and a life with a narcissist isn't real, there's only disintegration here. Now, I tried. I nearly went all the way to my death. 
once significantly and the second one could have gone like that and fortunately wow. it didn't okay so I really urge you to go on my website, start poking around, have a read. There's lots of people that you can get inspired from, not just myself, that have absolutely made the journey. And the journey, a lot of people talking about surviving narcissistic abuse. I don't like that term. Okay. Yeah. I like thriving. Yeah. I like, yeah. And I love how your show is about thriving. Yes, it is. <laughs> just match. Yeah, yeah. So my stuff's about thriving because what happens is when you finally, finally come home to committing to loving and supporting and healing yourself at the deepest inner levels, you become a thriver in life. And you'll actually look back at all of this and you'll go, wow, I don't get it. I know why this happened. And everything. And I mean, and look, I know, you know, prior to narcissistic abuse, the way you've been living your life, and even after the first time, it was my level of normal. I thought this is normal. But when you actually start healing your unhealed wounds and you start breaking through into your true liberation and your true authentic power, you'll look back on your level of normal and you will say to yourself, even take the narcissist out of the equation, you'll think, how on earth was I living like that? How on earth? This wow. is a massive journey of, of this is about leaving alone the self-avoidance that we'd all been doing and getting into the total, total self-creation that we can be the, the most incredible whole people that we've ever been in our life. You know, that's where real joy and peace is. That's where real truth is. And we get to be that force to ourselves and in the world. And I don't believe that there is anything anything more important in that and that's what my stuff's all about and specifically the narcissistic abuse recovery program which thousands of people have done worldwide now and it is creating a revolution of thrivers after narcissistic abuse where nothing else contemporarily or that's out there does it because it goes to such a deep level wow. um, that's really what this is about that that's that's why this happened to you I can't thank you enough for everything you do. I mean, and, and not only that, but how you've been able to articulate through your own journey uh, the fact that this is something that can, we can, you can heal. We can all heal. From, we can heal. And what you've done, uh, Melanie, is so brilliant in the way you've laid this out and the way you present into information to people. Because honestly, I think the last thing that folks need is some kind of academic description of this, as you can find in any textbook. So I want to thank you for that. And I want to ask you one last question. What is your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? And then the other thing that, I, that I'd like to, to ask you to do is please let folks know, again, um, uh, how they could get more information about you. Okay. My personal message is... Life does love you. I love you, okay? And you need to learn to love yourself. That's my personal message. Life is not meant to be this horrible, painful experience you're having. And when you change you and you change your belief systems, you're going to know exactly what I mean. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much, Melanie. Thank you for joining me here today. One more time, let's give that website out again. Okay, it's Melanie, M-E-L-A-N-I-E, Tonia, T-O-N-I-A, Evans.com. 
and it's all there, everything you need. And specifically, um, read a lot of the blogs. They're going to really, really help you. There's a ton of information there. And the deeper inner healing work where you really, really get to transform your subconscious and break through is the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program. That's what's really doing it for people. I love it. Thank you. Thank you, Melanie. I want to thank everybody for tuning us in, turning us on. And I just want to say to everybody out there, you know, we've given you a very high-level view of this. Uh, Please go to Melanie's website, and you're going to find everything that you really need, not just to change your life, but to heal. I want to thank you guys. For more information about us, go to TransformationTalkRadio.com or go to The Dr. Pat Show. We'll see you next time. Transformation Talk Radio. Think the Dr. Pat shows the cat's meow? Just listen to what some of her transformative guests have had to say. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with? Believe in yourself always. Remember that uh, you are a gift. You are a miracle. And the only way you can return any part of that gift is what you do with it. Live into yourself. Be that miracle. I love it. Eldon Taylor, everyone. And, and thank you, Pat. I love joining you. You're a wonderful host. Thank you. And we're going to bring Eldon back because we, we just haven't even scratched the surface here. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you for listening. And keep us tuned in right here on Transformation, Transformation Talk, Talk Radio. Radio. Aren't you tired of the same old negative vibe? Hey, Valerie, have you heard about TransformationTalkRadio.com? No, what's that? Dr. Pat is launching a new network. and Dr. Pat? Dr. Pat. How many hours is she going to be on? It won't be all Dr. Pat. She'll be joined by her friends, transformative hosts from around the globe. TransformationTalkRadio.com is a 24-7 network. 24 hours of Dr. Pat and her guests? No, 24 hours of Dr. Pat and her hosts. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. Where is it going to be broadcast? You're going to be able to hear her in Seattle, Boston, Connecticut, New York, Rhode Island, on over 300 cable radio stations, and on the Internet everywhere. Listen live at TransformationTalkRadio.com. Great, we should spread the word. Absolutely, spread the word. Go to TransformationTalkRadio.com. Stop. Get out of that car. Stop living your life in the passenger seat. 
Tune in to TransformationTalkRadio.com and let us help you drive. perspective. The hosts on Transformation Talk Radio offer a positive and new paradigm shift, a new vision for a collective future. They are empowering and helping all of us experience a powerful wave of personal shifts and cultural change as we break through to even greater levels of awareness. Take down our toll-free number 1-800-930-2819. Call in, connect, Make sure you tap into some of the world's most empowering psychics, healers, and more. Get an on-air reading with the best. Tune in. TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. We'll see you there. We are living in a time of great challenges and greater opportunity for transformation. The good news is that public awareness of the need for change is also growing exponentially. More than ever, your transformative message is needed to empower millions across the globe. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, host of The Dr. Pat Show, and I'm excited about announcing an unprecedented opportunity for growth as we expand our broadcast by launching Transformation Talk Radio and the Transformation Network. Join me and a team of amazing people and host your own show on Transformation Talk Radio. Get ready to expand your horizons, tap into the best listeners anywhere, and join one of the most positive and expansive networks today. Historically, there came a time when the boundary of water was transcended as man developed the boat and the barriers of water became freeways. Join Dr. Pat as she launches this exciting venture. To host a show, call 1-800-930-2819 or email host at transformationtalkradio.com. There's a great hunger in this world for new lines of thought because everywhere you look, they say that joy can just be bought. So please come and set aside some time to relax from frenetic. Transform your life. It takes a while, but results are magnetic. We aim to grasp the best in life and track the ways we grew. The how, the why, the what, wherefore, all this we share and do. But every now and then, we hope that you will share right back. Transformation Talk Radio wants you to hop on track. So calling all hosts, tall and small, of every size and hue, there's nobody we'd rather have to tell your tale than you. And if you have a tale to tell of how your life is changing, we'd love to hear you on the line say how you're rearranging. So run, don't walk, to call us now. We'll set you up and show you how. Hi, this is Dr. Pat. Join our radio family. Send us an email, host at transformationtalkradio.com. 
or call 1-800-930-2819. Host your own show. Let us help you bring your voice to the world.